Hello and welcome back to the PGA podcast, tracking Canadians playing pro golf at all levels all around the world. I'm your host, Reese Royer. As always, thank you, Dave. I'm joined today by the all-star of the 2020-2021 Outlaw Tour season, a local of Edmonton, Alberta, smooth swinging lefty who's getting ready for the form tour that should be started up soon, Will Bateman. We dig deep into how much work it's taken to get his game to where it is right now and the patience it takes to be a good pro. Really great conversation. I think you'll enjoy it. Not a lot of news in uh, in Canadian golf this week. A lot of Canadians in contention on the major tours, so we'll talk about that in the golf report. But before that, should mention that the team of Brandon McDougall of Calgary and Sam Meek of Peterborough, Ontario, made it to the finals of the USGA four ball championship at Chambers Bay, where they lost on the first playoff hole after a big comeback. Uh, they had some great matches all week. They were the third placed uh, team in the in the match play after shooting minus 14 in the two rounds of stroke play. So really impressive stuff from those two young guys. Uh, a couple of amateurs who play together at the University of Nevada. Uh, in other USGA news, the U.S. Women's Open is this week at the Olympic Club. Uh, good luck to all the Canadians competing in that, including friend of the show, Rebecca Lee Bentham, who qualified her way in. So we'll be uh, we'll be watching that with keen eyes. Not really news, uh, but I made a trip down to Waterton National Park this weekend to play the Waterton Lakes Golf Club, where my good buddy, Nick Planche, recently took over as the superintendent there. And wow, what a course. Uh, incredible views on every hole. A really unique and kind of old school layout. Small greens. Uh, really good use of the natural terrain. I had a great time. Uh, we got to explore the town a little bit, not as much as I'd like to, but uh, I can't wait to make uh, you know a full weekend trip down there to experience it even more. Would highly recommend putting it on your list of, of places to get to. I posted uh, a few photos of it on my personal Instagram at Reese Royer Golf. So uh, if you want to kind of see what it's like, definitely check that out and uh, yeah, make your way down there. I think the bears are all gone for the season, so now's a good time to go. All right, let's dig into the weekly golf report, starting on the LPGA Tour with our highest ranking Canadian, Brooke Henderson. They're at the Bank of Hope LPGA match play in Las Vegas at Shadow Creek. Um, Ali Ewing won at 2-1 over Sofia Popov in the finals. Uh, Brooke Henderson, only Canadian in the field, wasn't her week. She went 0-2-1, uh, so didn't get out of the uh, the round-robin stage. But um, yeah, I'm sure she's keen to uh, to get fired up for the U.S. Open this weekend. So we'll be keeping our eyes out on her. She seems to play well in the big events, so I'm sure she'll, uh, she'll have it ready for Olympic Club. On the PGA Tour at the Charles Schwab Challenge in Fort Worth, Texas at the Colonial Country Club, this tournament's actually run by a Canadian. I think Adam Stanley did a piece on it. Um, Mike Roth, who was uh, is a good buddy of my old boss, Sean Van Kesteren. So really cool connection to Canada there. Um, Jason Kokrak ends up winning at minus 14, coming back uh, and beating Jordan Spieth in the final round. So good for him, his second win of the year. Few Canadians in the field. Adam Hadwin tied for eighth at minus six. Good finish for him there. Corey Connors. Tied for 20th at minus four. 
always up there. Really good play, consistent play by Corey this year. And Nick Taylor made the cut, tied for 62nd at plus three. Mackenzie Hughes and Mike Legick both missed the cut. Mac was at plus two and Mike was at plus 10. Uh, they had a good little back and forth on uh, on Twitter about Mike saying he needed a couple more beers to forget about round one. On the European tour, they were playing the Made in Himmerland presented by Freja, which was in Farce, Denmark, the Himmerland Golf Club. Bernd Wiesberger was the winner at minus 21. And Aaron Cockrell, the lone Canadian on that tour. I swear, he needs some company. We got to get some guys over there playing with him. He, uh, he missed the cut this weekend at plus four. On the PGA Tour Champions, it was a major week this week. The KitchenAid Senior PGA Championship in Tulsa, Oklahoma at Southern Hills Country Club. Alex Chaka wins at minus eight. That's two for two for Alex Chaka in majors this year. Becomes the first ever player to win uh, his first two starts in major championships on that tour. Incredible stuff. Also of note, he is now the he's younger than the current PGA Championship winner, Phil Mickelson. Don't think that's ever happened before. Don't think it'll happen again. Crazy stat there. And he's got seven months or something on on Phil. Mike Weir tied for fifth at minus one. Had a big lead after two rounds. Um, didn't have a great weekend, but still stuck around for a, a top five there. So good for Mike. Stephen Ames tied for 34th at plus eight. And David Moreland tied for 72nd at plus 18. So Southern Hills is a is a tough track, evidently. On the Corn Ferry Tour, they're playing the Evans Scholar Invitational in Glenview, Illinois at the Glen Club. Cameron Young was the winner at minus 18. And uh, yeah, he's playing incredible golf. It's back-to-back wins for Cameron Young. And both of them are wire-to-wire. He's had the lead on the Corn Ferry Tour for the last eight rounds. That's incredible. Uh, second place, Adam Svensson, Canadian. At minus 13, so great playing by Adam. Um, continues as good play. Taylor Pendrith at minus eight, tied for eight. And Stuart McDonald rounds out Canadians in the top 10 at minus seven. Good enough for tied for 10th. Ben Silverman also in the field, tying for 24th at minus four. So really good play by all the Canadians in the field. And I'm just kind of tracking this now. Stuart McDonald with that top 10 moves him up to about 86th on the money list on the Corn Ferry Tour. So just needs like a top five or a win. And uh, and he could jump up into that top 25 uh, right now. Pendrith and, and Svensson are both moving up. So would be great to get one more Canadian through, uh, through the Corn Ferry Tour. There were uh, two locations for the Evans Scholar Monday qualifier with some Canadians playing. Um, the first one, both of them in Graysake, Illinois. First one was at White Run Golf Club. Chris Nagel, Samuel Anderson, Nathan Stammy, and Charles Wang all got the qualifying spots. Albin Choi tied for the final spot with Charles Wang and a few other guys and, uh, and didn't get through in the playoff. He was at minus five. Jared Dutois tied for eight at minus four. One spot, one shot, sorry, out of the, the playoff. So that was close. Derek Gillespie was playing. He tied for 28 at even. And Albert Pistorius tied for 54th at plus three. So a few Canadians in the field there. Nice to see. The other one was at Stonewall Orchard. Michael Cartrude, Joe Sawaski, Zach Caldwell, and Andrew McCain got the four spots at that location. 
minus five was the number. Matt Hill finished at minus two, a few shots out of it. And Brad Fritch finished at minus one. Check out his new glove company if you haven't seen that yet. Pretty cool uh, initiative by them. I think it's called Red Rooster. On the Symmetra Tour, they were playing the Mission Inn Resort and Club Championship at Howie in the Hills, Florida. The Mission Mission Inn Resort and Club. Min Lee was the winner at minus eight. Maude Amy LeBlanc, top Canadian, tying for eighth at minus three. Brittany Marchand was tied for 21st at even. And Catherine Tangay was at plus two, good enough for a tie for 34th. And Maddie Zarek, uh, plus three, tied for 41st. Selena Costable uh, just missed the cut at plus six. The cut was four over. She actually uh, put it out there that she doubled her last hole to miss the cut by two, so that's tough. Uh, Jacqueline Lee, playing in a Symmetra Tour event, finished at plus seven to miss the cut. Uh, Josie Doyon, uh, plus 10. And Samantha Richdale, plus 12. So uh, got a few Canadians playing well on that tour. Would love to see a, a win or another Canadian rating contention there. On on the Challenge Tour, they played the Irish Challenge in Dublin at the Port Marnock Links. Uh, Dane Husig, Husing won at minus nine. And Jimmy Jones was the only Canadian in the field. He missed the cut at plus five. On the Outlaw Tour, they had their tour championships at the TPC Champions Classic in Scottsdale at the TPC Scottsdale Champions Course. And we got a Canadian winner, Will Bateman, rounds out his incredible season, which we'll talk about in our interview this uh, right after this, um, with a win, a, a big win. I think he won by seven. He shot minus 20, including a 10 under par final round. Wildly good golf by Will. Um, just had, I mean, we'll talk about in the interview, he had an unbelievable season on the Outlaw Tour. Looking really good to go play well in the Form Tour and hopefully uh, get one of those promotions up onto the Corn Ferry Tour and just keep keep making his way up. Riley Wilden finished in third at minus 11. So he also had a really good season on that tour. The two of them, plus Jared Dutois, were, uh, were all over those leaderboards. Uh, Max Sekulik uh, from Alberta. He finished tie for 18th at minus one. So a good tournament by him. And Ryan Williams just missed the cut at plus one. Trevor Corner of Mississauga, plus eight to miss the cut. And Jeremy Pasidney of St. Albert finished at plus 17. On the Japan Tour at the gateway to the Open Mizuno Open in Okayama at the JFE Setonekai Golf Club, uh, Juvik Pagunsan won at minus 17, and Richard Jung of Toronto was at plus three, just missed the cut. On the All Pro Tour, they were playing the Health and Wellness Center Real Oki Championship. Some of these names are getting a little out of control, guys. <laughs> uh, it was in Muskogee, Oklahoma at the Muskogee Country Club. Sam Fedone was the winner at minus 16. Miles Creighton, top Canadian, tied for 11th at minus 8. And Austin Connolly tied for 16th at minus 7. A couple good finishes for those guys. On the Minor League Golf Tour, they had a Florida Two Club, or Florida Club Two Day, apologies, uh, in Stewart, Florida at the Florida Club. MJ McGuire was the winner at minus 10. I think he's got like four wins in the last month on that tour. He's playing good golf. Um, a couple Canadians. JP Parr from St. Celestin was a minus six and a tie for fifth. He's an amateur, so good playing by him. And Anthony Brodeur was in 13th place at minus two. 
on the Golden State Tour at the Pasadera Cup in Monterey, California at the club at Pasadera. Mark Anguiano won at minus nine. And Sang Lee of Calgary finished in a tie for 17th at plus six. Finally, on the Cactus Tour at the Colorado Women's Open Prep in Erie, Colorado at the Colorado National Golf Club, Gabriella Then won at minus eight, and Alicia Lau was in seventh place at plus 13. And that is it for results from the week. Please enjoy my conversation with Will, and I'll be back next week again with all of the Canadian results you can handle. Thanks and enjoy. I am joined by Will or Wilson, as I knew him, Bateman from Edmonton. How are you doing, Will? Good, man. How are you? I'm great. Good to see you. Uh, been a while. I think uh, we were chatting. I think it was like probably early 2000s last time we were uh, on a golf course together. So uh, yeah, good to see you. Great to see you too, man. Thanks for having me on the on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, it's great timing and I'm happy we figured it out because I'm going to pull up this tweet that, uh, that I, I saw the other day from Flagstick Golf about your, about your season on the Outlaw Tour that just ended with you winning the, the Tour Championship. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. So this is, uh, yeah, your record on the season. T2, 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 T3, T15, second. T10, T17, T3, T7, win, fourth, T22, second, third, tied third, win. That's (laughs) like, how do you even, how does how do you wrap your head around a season like that? Cause that tour is very competitive. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's nice to have, uh, those guys, you know, Toph and, uh, Toph and Corey they're you know, they're running the events down there and, and they're really good guys and they're, you know, they're professionally run and, and, uh, and Michael Leary has been a big help as well with, uh, so they basically this year, they, uh, combined both the tours outlaw and golden state. Okay. And Mike O'Leary has been kind of running, uh, all that, but, uh, that's been really good. And then, um, yeah, man, just, I committed myself kind of this year a little bit, you know, you know, starting out coming here, uh, coming back down here from Canada, um, just committed myself to kind of playing those events and yeah, I, you know, like starting out the year, I, I just kind of was taking it one shot at a time and, and I kind of continued that all the way until the end, you know, yeah. and sounds kind of, you know, you know, simple, but, uh, you know, it's, it's super complex. I, I just, I really do focus on one shot at a time and, you know, from that first T-ball, that first event, like until literally the last putt, like I was just focused on that shot, you know? Yeah. Um, I, there was a clip on, and, I think on YouTube or on Instagram of, uh, of your last putt for, to shoot 10 under in the final round a couple of days ago. And yeah, it, it honestly looked like you hit it, you hit it, the putt went in and it was like, you woke up from a trance, like you just kind of celebrated shooting 10 under, probably knew you won. And it was just like, oh Yeah. I'm playing a golf tournament. You could kind of tell yeah. even from like a, from the yeah. distance that you were so in the zone. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, my psych, um, you know, I, I, she's been a huge part of, of my success. I think, uh, I don't think I know <laughs> she's been a huge <laughs> part of it. Um, so yeah, I've been working with her for a few years and, uh, kind of like what you said, 
I looked back on the a couple of the highlights from the, um, you know, TOEF and stuff. And uh, yeah, just really composed, you know, and that's kind of how I was like the whole week um, and kind of the whole season. Like I've really just been, you know, super calm and like trying not to get too ahead of myself and, and really kind of staying in the moment. Um, and any, yeah, any just, tricks to do that, that you've, you developed out uh, there Yeah, don't have to just, give, give it away if you don't want to. Yeah, no, it's no big deal. It's, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's kind of a lot of, um, a lot of work mentally. It's, it's really just all mental. Um, you know, at a certain level, I feel like so many of these guys are such good ball strikers and, and they're great putters and they chip the ball unbelievably. Right. And there's so many of those guys. And, yeah. um, and, you know, I felt like I've had the skills for like, you know, since, you know, I obviously wouldn't be trying to do what I'm doing if I didn't think that I had the skills. Um, but I just think, you know, I've been able to bring that out on a daily basis because I'm really strong mentally. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know, tips, like it's, it's just a process, man. Like, it's just a, such a, it's such a process. And I got to know who I was kind of thing. Um, you know, I got to know who I was and, you know, why I do things or why I react to certain things because of who I am. Um, and then kind of learning from there, like getting to know who you are and learning the tips to kind of like know how you're going to react, how you're going to think things that work for you that maybe you, sh you know, shouldn't be doing, you know, mm -hmm. like, for example, I, I don't look at my swing on video whatsoever. Oh. Like I, and that's just changed in the last, like probably year and a half, um, you know, talking to my psych and stuff, just like for me and for my personality, I'm kind of a creative person. So, you know, I go out there and I try and hit golf shots and I try and be an athlete. Right. Um, and I feel like, you know, a lot, you know, in the process of learning, like I, I learned that, you know, what it's best for me to not take swing videos. I go out there and hit shots. Um, and you know, before I would, you know, I'd take a swing video every single day, Yeah, <laughs> like, so um, and just learning that stuff, but like, that's, you know, that's something that, uh, you know, it's taken a few psychologists to meet kind of the right one that, that worked for me. Um, but she's just been a, just, a, just so solid. And in, in the fact that, you know, she's built me to be a really strong player in the head. And I feel like that's why, you know, you can kind of see from the results that I'm there, like almost every week I'm in contention yeah. I'm, I'm playing well, like, and then on top of that, you know, on top of that season, obviously I got full status for the year, um, on a pretty good tour, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's all the Canada guys. So we're going to play like a, uh, eight event season down here. Yeah. On the form tour form tour. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, just like, it just comes down to it. That's just, you know, you, for me, I guess what works best for me is just, is really, you know, staying in the moment and, and, and focusing on one shot at a time. And, you know, obviously trying to be like an artist out there trying to mm -hmm. hit golf shots, you know? Well, I'm guessing, you know, um, you're, so. you're a lefty. So I'm sure like Phil Mickelson was one of your favorite players growing up. Might, might oh, have yeah. a bit of an influence on you. Oh dude, that was, that was so cool to watch. Um, oh yeah. And just, yeah, you know, dude, the, the crowd, Oh, oh. like, just like, what did you think of that scene on that 18 happens, you know? Oh man. That was just like, that was like, you know, obviously I, I love tiger. Um, tigers, you know, obviously a role model. Um, but you know, to see Phil have that whole crowd too, it was just like, Oh, 
the coolest thing. And that yeah. course, I felt like it set set up really well for for a lefty. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just felt like a lot of those shot shapes on some of those holes, like set up for a cut for a lefty, right? Yeah. So kind of a good golf course for him. And, you know, obviously people were telling me, he's like, oh, you know, it's going to be fun to watch because, you know, he has, sometimes he hits it offline. I'm like, he's Phil Mickelson. Yeah. Like he's a legend of the game. Like when you get those opportunities, like that's the difference. Those legends of the game, they take advantage of that. Right. Yeah. I knew, I, you know, I knew when he had the lead on Saturday that he's going to be really tough to beat. And it was just so fun to watch down the stretch and, and he just tap, you know, he hits it up there, just hits a great, you know, shot in from the left side there. Mm -hmm. I mean, not an easy golf shot hits a little cut in there, lands it soft. And he's got like 15 feet, puts the pressure on Brooks and just, so cool to watch man yeah that was uh, that was pretty awesome i got a little bit like turned off by the crowd on 18 i thought it was a bit out of control but it was cool it was a cool scene just like well then the guy jumped on phil's back i was like whoa this is getting out oh, of control I here i know yeah and then on top of that brooks like couldn't even get out of the crowd i was watching and i was like where is he right and like yeah. it took him like a good couple minutes to get out of the crowd i mean that's you know, as a player, like I could see that and be like, that's just like, if I was there in, in his situation, like that would have been tough for me too. I would have been like, this is a joke. Like this isn't, you know, obviously the whole crowd was there to, to cheer on Phil, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like Brooks is probably like, geez, like that was a lot, you know? Yeah. Especially yeah. he's got a hurt knee, like who knows? Like there was literally so many people there. Right. Yeah. I think Brooks so. makes it tough. Uh, to ever feel bad for him really just because of some of the stuff he says. But yeah, I was like, I wouldn't want to be Brooks in this situation. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I played with him. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. I played with him at Lake Nona when he came over to Europe. He, I think it was his first full season on PJ tour um, where he, he played in Europe and then he got enough status to be top 50 in the world. And then he came over here. Um, But anyways, we played nine holes at, uh, at Lake Nona. And, uh, dude, like you could, you can kind of tell like when guys are like good that next level, that next level. And just like, I just remember like, even from, you know, you know, back then just the sound like off the face, like I was like, okay, like that's different. He wasn't and even the, the like jacked the Brooks stuff, at that point. No, like, I mean, he was obviously, he had this speed and, and, and then obviously he got much stronger, I think since mm-hmm. then. But man, he, he, he was an impressive ball striker. Like I was like, wow, this guy's like, he, he's going to, he's going to be good. And of course, how many majors has he won? Right. Like, yeah. Four is unreal. So that's yeah. stretch ago. Yeah. He's, he's cool. Yeah. Okay. So you and I know each other from, uh, from our junior days in Alberta. Um, mainly though, my memory is our, we had a team Canada trip to Scotland and we we played that the CJGA I don't know some sort of I can't remember the name of it but we played against oh, yeah. the USA and Team Fife from from Scotland. Um, that was an awesome trip. We got to play the old course. I I'm assuming you played. I don't really remember. I know I did. I think the yeah, whole team got I out. I played. Yeah, I remember that vividly because I played it like it was like something like six a.m. Right? Yeah, yeah. like five thirty or yeah. We were, yeah, I think yeah. a few of us had like the first few tee times off on a Monday morning yeah. course had been closed Sunday. It was what a, what a trip. Um, I remember the, the first, our first day there, like not the day we landed, but the first day we golfed, we played the new course and it was like 
fog all the way to the ground. It, do you remember that? That was nuts. Yeah. So crazy. That trip was awesome. Uh, and I just, that I remember one trip and especially when we won after. That oh was yeah. Awesome, man. That was incredible. I don't think, yeah. uh, I mean, it was a pretty ragtag team of mixed, mixed guys like and girls. And yeah, we just went out that last day. It was kind of like a goat track of a golf course. And I just remember guys coming in being like, I won both my matches six and five. Like we just <laughs> dominated the last day. Yeah. That was, that was a ton of fun. And then I had a little bit of fun. I mean, you were like 12 or 13 on that trip, I think. Yeah. I remember we had a little uh, bit of fun. Dude, it was hilarious. I remember there was, I don't know, one girl there or something that, you know, a couple of you guys liked or something. And like, <laughs> we, we were back at like the, I don't know, we were back at her place or something. We were waiting for you guys. Cause you guys went out and then, cause you weren't supposed to or something. And then, you know, I think, yeah, I think a couple of the chaperones like helped us out. Like, yeah. 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 I remember one of, one of the oldest guy on the, the oldest guy on the team, uh, bought some beers yeah, I think a couple yeah. of the Americans bought beers too. So yeah, we were down on the beach in St. Andrews, like just such a cool experience for a bunch yeah, of teenagers. Sure. Um, but yeah, I remember, uh, I remember, you know, I think I was 16 or something on that trip and yeah, you were like, everyone on the team was like, have you seen this Bateman kid play golf? Like you were that kid that we were like, shit, he's next level. Like he's, he might oh, be young, man. but you were, yeah. I mean, the swing yeah, the short um, game, it was all there. Oh, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I was, I thought I was that kid when I was your age. And then when I grew up and, and saw your, your crew come through, I'm like, oh, I wasn't shit. <laughs> I had my data. Yeah, man. Golf. Uh, it's crazy game, man. It's, it's a, it's just like a, it's a lifelong process. Oh yeah. You know, it's like a lifelong thing, but I, I committed myself like kind of people ask me like, Oh, like what, what's going to happen if, you know, golf doesn't pan out for you in like three to five years. I said, probably still going to be playing golf. <laughs> so, <laughs> we'll see what happens in three to five years after that. Exactly. Like, um, so yeah. Well, um, you know, go through some of your highlights here. Um, I mean, beyond this season on the outlaw tour, which again, probably I'm sure some sort of record breaking season for, uh, like average finish. <laughs> um, but, yeah. uh, pulled out a couple other highlights and I'm probably missing some major ones that you can fill in for me. I saw you were the first Canadian to win on PJ tour Latino America. That's a pretty cool kind of tip of the hat for you. That was back in 2015. Yes. Yeah. That was in Chile. Um, dude, that was an amazing week. Um, kind of had that, like, just like, uh, really calmness and just, just a sense of calmness, like the whole week. Um, yeah. And just kind of right up until the last putt, like it just, it kind of just happened. And then, uh, to be honest with you, I made some poor decisions that next month, um, or two months or three months, oh, yeah. um, kind of just not being at that like level of maturity yet to just like handle that situation maybe, or maybe I was like, I don't really know. Maybe I just like self-sabotage myself, but I just kind of like didn't work as hard as I needed to. And then didn't play a lot from like. So I, I ended up, I, how that all happened was I, I played one event in the first half of the season that year. I got a sponsor invite into that and it was in Mexico. I ended up finishing fifth. That okay. made me enough money to get status into the second half of the season on Latin. 
And then I said, okay, like I, I, you know, I wasn't planning on traveling to Latin America. I only like wanted to go down to Mexico and come back. Right. Mm -hmm. But I was like, okay, like I have status. I may as well go try. So then I played pretty well those first couple weeks. And then all of a sudden, you know, I won in Chile. So I was planning to play first stage that week after. Um, so right after I won in Chile, I was like, oh, I'm going to first stage of corn Ferry," but I ended up winning, which put me inside the top 10 right at the time. And I, I stayed inside the top 10 till after second stage. So I made it to finals, right. Of corn Ferry to Q school. Um, okay. so I, in that period of time, I didn't play enough. Um, you know, kind of now my, I guess you could say my motto is kind of like play a lot, you know? Right. Like, I mean, I'm a professional, so I may like, if I don't play, I don't get paid. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think just having that, like, you know, having a schedule where like you're playing, you know, X amount of tournaments, like in an entire year, it just puts less importance on each one. You know what I mm -hmm. mean? Um, like obviously every shot's important, every round's important, but at the same time, it kind of, it takes the pressure off you. Cause you know, there's next week. Right. Um, and I, you know, back then I, I, I didn't play, like, I, I really didn't play, like, I don't think two months prior. And then I think I played the tour championship for Latin America the week prior to corn Ferry, And then I went to corn Ferry Q school. And then, you know, there I finished, I think I finished 79th. I think the field was 156 at the time. Um, but I got no starts out of that. Right. Um, that next year I got one start, uh, one sponsor invitation to the BMW. Um, but other than that, I didn't get in on my number, which now I think that's changed a little bit. Like if you go to corn Ferry and you finish 75th, you may get in like three to four events, Okay, five events, maybe during the season. Right. Yeah. But then that next year, like same thing, I had corn Ferry status, but I went to no Mondays because I was like, I want to guarantee myself to play events and tournaments. Right. So I played a full season on Canada and didn't miss a cut the whole season, but I finished like. 40th on the money list. So it didn't get me any status. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and then after that I was injured for like a good solid year and a half. Oh, okay. Um, had like a shoulder injury kind of like, a. to be honest, like I thought like mid spine, like shoulder kind of area, uh, T spine area kind of thing. Right. right. Um, and that like carried along like for quite a while, like I, I know I played, so I played 16, um, full Canada and a couple events on Latin and then, um, 17 played, played in Europe a bit. And then I was kind of injured from 17 to 18 to almost into 19. Like it was like a good solid period of time where I was like, okay, I play golf every day and I come home and I'm in pain. Right. So it's like, it obviously has something to do with physical because I know when I take a day off of golf that I'm not in pain. So I knew that it was like physical and like, um, uh, what's the word? Um, physical as in golf swing. Yeah. It was caused by the say, golf. Yeah. It was caused by the golf and then, you know, a little bit of the training probably, um, and working on different stuff. You know, I've, I've gone through so many swing, like I've gone through a few swing coaches just to like just kind of whatever, get the one that fits me. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, that's a process too. And like, just, you know, I think one thing I really love about speed is that, you know, a lot of these guys, they struggle on like either, either when they get on tour 
mm-hmm. or they struggle to stay on tour sometimes. Right. And Spieth has been like, just kind of a person I kind of look up to in, in the sense of like, this is your team and like, you don't waver from it. Right. You know, he's stuck beside his swing coach and his caddy and you know, whoever else is on his team. Right. He just kind of doesn't change, doesn't tinker very yeah. much. Same putter. He uses the same putter. Married his high school girlfriend. Married his high school girlfriend, you know, has probably a great marriage, right? Like, so I, I look at that and I'm like, okay, you know, this guy's not changing anything and he's struggling. But then you see him, okay, he wins again, right? Yeah. And now he's like back in that flow. I think that golf is so, you know, it's it's a lot of like doing the same things and keeping the same people around you. And, yeah, you know, just taking responsibility. If, you, if you're not playing well, it's probably your issue right yeah overly overly used term but trust the process yeah process is huge yeah so um i want to chat you know you, you mentioned you've played on a, a few different tours a lot on the the canadian and latino america i'm just curious like from your perspective what a season on the canadian tour looks like you know for listeners who maybe don't understand you know they have i don't know between 12 and 14 events a year kind of thing spread out so like what is a, you know, month to month when you're playing on that, uh, tour, trying to obviously get a a high, high finish on the year end standings. Are you like, you know, weeks off, are you just going home? Are you going finding other events like state opens to play in? What are those, what do those years look like for you? Um, really depends on the, on the season and the year and stuff. Um, I know that when I was up in Canada, the events are pretty like packed in there. Yeah. So you can't really play much in between um, events. So, you know, this year, um, it's all down in the state. So I think, you know, it looks relatively like a simple schedule. I think it's like two weeks on and then a couple weeks off and then maybe three weeks on and a week off. So it's not like packed in too badly. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I think this year I'm probably just going to be taking the weeks off, um, and coming back home and just hanging out at home and like seeing my fiance and puppy and, and just kind of hanging out. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Newly new engaged too, are, right? Congrats. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks man. Yeah. That's, appreciate that's awesome. it. Yeah. It was awesome. We, uh, we got engaged up at desert forest. Okay. Um, where I'm a member. Great. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was super nice, man. It was great. And then, and then you came home right after that, didn't you? So, uh, got to come celebrate with the family. Yeah, as much as I could. <laughs> there were so many restrictions. We uh, we couldn't even have an engagement party. So, uh, yeah, that was tough, man. It was, you know, how it's kind of it was tough for for my fiance as well because she wanted all that and stuff, and yeah, and we both kind of wanted to celebrate, right? But we came home and we really couldn't. So we were able to see the, you know, kind of my family and stuff like that, which was really nice. But. Uh, but we didn't really get to celebrate too much. So that wasn't ideal, but you know, it's okay. COVID yeah. will be over soon. And, and it's on its way out. Everybody together. Yes, it is. I I'm, I'm loving to see it too. It's just like really nice to see that the whole world's like coming back to the way it should be, you know? So, yeah, it seems like it's happening slowly, but uh, at least progress is good. So yeah, um, slowly, but surely. Yeah, exactly. What, uh, what about your, let's, you, you mentioned before the call, um, you spent almost a year at San Diego state and I was kind of looking it up. There's some pretty, pretty good names that came out of San Diego state, obviously kind of Xander Shoffley is the, the marquee name. And then JJ spawn. I don't know if you would have yeah. been at there at the same time as him, but, um, 
what was that yeah you know, the, the year there what did that do for your game um well jj's like one of my good friends okay still um we you know i moved to florida after school but uh you know i moved back here and and we've been playing golf together since i you know moved back moved back to az um he moved from cali to here after i believe i think it was after school he might have stayed in cali for maybe a year or two but uh yeah it's just been super nice to you know spend time around him and and you know being at school was uh was awesome we had such a good group of guys just the best group of guys. Um, we had Alex Kang on there, which, uh, Daniel Kang's brother. Okay. Who Daniel Kang's really, I mean, I think she's going to be one of the best players. She is one of the best players in the world. She will be the best in the world. Eventually. I love watching her play. Yeah. She's, she's, I mean, she's the same way. She just gets fired up and just like, you just love to watch her play, you know? Yeah. Uh, It's 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 Friday now. I think I got to check how she's doing in the match play. This seems like a perfect tournament for her this weekend. Oh, I know. I saw she won her first one pretty easily, but I didn't see the the, the next round. Yeah, I'll check. But uh, yeah, anyways. Um, school, is he, is he is, as good as she is? Yeah. Yeah, Alex is really good. And he works hard. I always see him working. He's always at TPC working. And like, you just can never, you know, I, I really feel that, you know, the guys who work the hardest are really going to be the ones that are going to be at that level. Right. And he just puts in the time he always has though. Kind of, he was that guy that was just like always on the putting green. Right. Yeah. So I mean, guys just have that grind in them. They love doing that. Yeah, Yeah, they do. I mean, I love it too, man. It's just part of the, it's part of the whole deal, but I I really love doing it. So yeah, that helps. Danielle went three and oh in round Robin play, by the way. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> not surprising. Uh, so yeah, looking at, uh, I wanted to chat with you a little bit about, uh, that might be interesting for you. Um, the last few years moving to AZ, I met this, uh, I met this trainer here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he, his name's Greg McLean. He works at uh premier. He's the owner of, um, PFS, which is, uh, I think it's premier fitness systems. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's basically just, it's 10 minutes away from my place here in Scottsdale, but he basically built like, uh, programs for me. Um, he built like probably 40 to 50 different workouts I can pick from. Nice. And I've kind of just been doing that and, you know, having a steady warm up like pretty much every day and staying on top of the app. And, um, the app was great cause it's got like all the videos on there and he like explains it and stuff. And oh yeah, a lot of his training is like, it's a lot of mobility. Um, like tons of mobility, especially in the T-spine, right? Right. And for me, like I was injured, right? Like when I came to Arizona, I was like slightly injured. Um, and I kind of battled it for the first year I was here, but you know, having, um, him build me those programs and like consistently training, yeah, um, has really helped, you know, my body like that, the, all that, like I got the x-rays on my T-spine and like got all this stuff checked out and nothing came back. Right. Oh Yeah. So I was like, okay, like obviously it has to be something to do with my, you know, um, training and golf. So I right. got a new swing coach and he's been amazing. And then obviously Greg has been a big help too. So had you, uh, like had a focus on fitness before that, or was it just kind of like, I'm young, I'm fit. I don't need to do anything. And then you kind of changed um, your opinion on it. Yeah. I think I've always kind of like had a focus on training. Like I've always kind of trained. Yeah. Um, since, you know, since I was young, it's just like, cause I like to do it. Right. Right. Um, so I, but I ran a lot, which I don't do anymore. 
Um, I ran a ton when I was younger. Um, I was running like, geez, how many miles a week? Like probably 10, 20 miles a week or so. Okay. Wow. Not crazy, wow. but still like a lot of miles, you know, a couple a day. Right. So, um, but, uh, yeah, so I don't do that anymore. And then kind of on top of that, just it's a different style of training than I was doing before, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's like, more focused, right? Yeah, I would say it's more focused. Like it's a lot of the a lot of the stuff that he explains on there is just like stuff that I'd be like, okay, that's not like how I used to train, right? Right. Like it's all about like kind of, you know, a lot this one drill I really like. Um, you kind of put your hands on the ground, your feet are like flat on a wall. And you're trying to spread the ground like with your hands. So mm -hmm. you're basically, you're spreading the ground with your hands and you're activating like your core, right? As you're doing this and as you're spreading, you're actually kind of moving your T-spine, right? Like in your shoulders, like you're getting that mobility in there. Um, so that, you know, that's, that stuff's kind of really helped, I think with the, with the injury. And I, I really haven't had any issues like um, health wise, like in a few years. So that's like really nice so yeah that's awesome yeah. what uh what is a, a typical week down in uh, in arizona when there's no tournament look like are you are you playing with any of the other any other guys that we know like riley or uh or jared or any of those guys getting out for a couple money games yeah um i play with uh i play with wheels probably you know and when we when we're on our off weeks you know he likes to play outlaw so yeah he's playing almost every week out there i think he played a few more events than me this year. Um, but, uh, so he's, he's doing that a lot. And then Jerry's traveling a lot too. He's, uh, you know, so I I've play with that. him, you know, same once in a while kind of thing. Um, but I do play with JJ a fair bit. Like I, you know, in his off weeks, we try and get together and, uh, I'm playing with him tomorrow, um, which would be nice. And yeah, so spending time around him has been good. Yeah. I kind of have a funny story about whisper rock. If you, if you want to know. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> um, so JJ takes me out there. This is like uh, a couple months ago and uh, he just, just became a member. Um, but, uh, he takes me out there and we were playing with Ricky Barnes, um, Ches Reavy, me, JJ, and then a, a member at nice. uh, whisper. So anyways, you know, I was kind of a little bit like, you know, obviously I'm playing with like JJ, you know, which I play with all the time. So I'm not really nervous in front of him. I just kind of play. Right. Yeah. And Chez Revy, I'm like, this guy's like, obviously really good. He's an open champion. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's pretty solid. Right. So, yeah. um, played with him and then, um, and then Ricky Barnes obviously had a great career too. So I, you know, I was a little nervous going out there, but you know, I played, played well. And then, uh, we get to this, I think it was like the fifth or the sixth hole uh we were playing the lower um but anyways we were we're pulling and the car path kind of goes like to the right of the tee box and then there's another hole which is like i think it's like i don't know what hole it is coming back but it's a par four up the hill and the the cart pass like right there and i look in the distance i see someone and i smokes it i'm like that looks like paul casey <laughs> so then uh hadwin was in the cart with with Paul. Right. And, and I've played with Hadwin a little bit at desert forest. Um, Riley's brought him out to play oh, yeah. a couple of times. So I play with him a few times. So anyways, he comes up in the cart and he's like, Oh, Hey, well, like, and I'm just like ready to tee off. Right. And I was thinking they were just going to go. Right. Yeah. And he's like, no, we're going to watch you hit this tee shot. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> oh. no, you got you five know, tour I mean? players watching you. 
yeah and just like um so anyways i hit this like little cut down there and you know hit it in the fairway and stuff but just like you know it's crazy you look back on like some of those like little moments that kind of just give you like that just like little bit of extra you know confidence whatever right yeah um so i thought that was that was kind of a cool story so yeah that's awesome did uh did you do you talk to him at all you try to uh dig anything out of him <laughs> no not much i they, they were they were playing with uh it was him him uh hadwin uh paul casey and uh let's see brandon haggy oh yeah and brandon haggy's good player too he's on tour he freaking kills the ball yeah like he's in the 130s i think in club head speed so yeah what, what's i mean what's your game like are you a, a big hitter now or are you kind of more control out there um yeah i think you know i, I feel like i'm longer than most people mm-hmm. um you know you know like last week there i was i was a good 30 past most guys okay 20 to 30 on, on good drives right you know obviously it changes a whole the whole right yeah um, but yeah, you know, I, I feel like I've gained like a ton of strength. I've obviously, I've gained some weight. Um, another interesting story is, uh, I was doing my updating my PJ tour profile this year. Um, I think my last, yeah, it was 19 was when I last had status and it was on Latin. Um, but anyways, the weight, it said 160. and I'm go, was I really 160? <laughs> like, cause now I'm like, you know, 185 and you know, I can get up to 190, you know, 195. Right. Yeah. Um, so just a little bit heavier, but, um, yeah, so that's, that's kind of helped too, like just being a little heavier, but, uh, I feel like I do hit it kind of far, you know? Yeah. It's kind of the game now. Yeah. Like I hit it absolutely far enough to compete. Right. Like at, at the highest level. Right. Um, and you know, like TPC last week, um, you know, shooting 61 that last day, I felt like I kind of just like, I, I didn't overpower the golf course. You know, I, I did place the ball. Like I was controlling the ball really well for most of the day. Right. Yeah. So I was placing it like where I kind of, you know, where I saw and stuff, but at the same time, like there were holes that I did really take advantage of because I just pumped it down there. Right. Yeah. Um, like I had, you know, a couple, um, mid irons into the par fives, which was nice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it. yeah. So makes scoring a little easier yeah get it closer to the hole yeah and like on top of that i mean i i putted unbelievably last the last day yeah um the guys that i I played with uh who did i play with the last day um evan knight and um chris corte a couple of guys that play a little bit professionally but um they were like that was the best putting day i've ever seen (laughs) and i i didn't even really like i just kind of like I was just flowing really nice on the greens and just like kind of seeing my lines really well. And I ended up adding it up and I had 23 putts. Whoa. Which is like not many putts. That's <laughs> not know? a lot of putts. That's not a lot of two so, putts. No. A lot like, of one putts. Yeah. And I'm guessing you hit yeah. quite a few greens if you ended up at 10 under. Yeah, exactly. It's easier to have 23 putts if you miss a lot of greens by a couple feet. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> You also, I think, what, a couple of years ago, shot a 60, right? The, at the tournament that uh, Jared shot 59. Uh, no, I shot two 62s that tournament. Two 62s, okay, yeah. And well. a 67, I think. Because you won and that then, tournament, yeah. right? 
Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to play off against Jerry. It, that was kind of like, I mean, he shot 59, like he probably yeah. should have won the tournament, but that course was like, I mean, if you ask any of the guys, I mean, it's a, it's a cakewalk. You shoot six under seven under out there, like just not even playing that yeah. great. Right. What does that it's, do to your mindset in a tournament when you're like, I can't miss a putt. I mean, I don't know. I, I've never, <laughs> I've never come to a course being like, I better shoot seven under today or I'm losing stroke. So, but like, what's yeah. the, what does the mindset change on a day like that? Um, yeah, the mindset didn't really change for me that week. I just kind of was like, at the same time, I was just focused on what I could control and yeah. just like kind of going out there and just being like, Oh, well, I guess you got to make a lot of birdies. And I guess I will make a lot of birdies. Cause I, you know, I shot 62 the first day. Right. Right. And I knew everybody was going low. I, I shot three under the second day. I was like, Oh God, I'm going to get lapped. Right. <laughs> and I think I was like four or five back going into the last day, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the, that's like a very rare one. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that's a very rare time. Like you're going to play a course where like everybody can go low. You know what I right. mean? Like there's a few courses in the Valley that like anybody can go low out there. Cause it's like, you hit it anywhere, you wedge it on the green and whoever puts the best is going to shoot 20 under. Right. Yeah. Um, like, but I felt like last week that wasn't like that, you know, obviously TPC is a tougher track. Yeah. Um, and to shoot 10, like I shot whatever 62 and like at Western skies, but like, that doesn't show, like, that doesn't show you much. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those courses you can shoot 10 under at in a heartbeat, but TPC shooting 10 under that's kind of a different level. Um, so yeah, I I wouldn't say you, we can shoot 10 under at a heartbeat at that other course. You could, you probably could (laughs) honestly. Well, I'll see. I don't know about that. I'm working on it. Okay, I'm working dude, on it. I'm, I'm serious. You can drive like probably six or seven of those par fours. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's fun. Like within 40 yards. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really, it's like, it's par 72 on the card, but doesn't play like par 72. Um, I think, what is the par there? Uh, it's, the par is 70. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Jerry shot 11. Uh, does, that, does that even count? <laughs> which is unreal (laughs) oh it counts dude 59 Uh, is 59 no kidding like this this one guy commented on twitter after that event he he, uh he commented something on like oh well they were playing a pitch and putt like 59 (laughs) like doesn't i'm like dude have you ever shot 59 like (laughs) there's only a handful of guys in the whole entire world that have played professional golf forever yeah shot 59 like that's just another level you know yeah no We'll not, we'll not try to take anything away from that. It goes um, underlooked, man. Cause I won that tournament that he shot 59, but he, he shoots 59 wins the playoff and, and everybody, you know, yeah. It kind of, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, totally. Yeah. It's crazy. So. Cause uh, when I was talking to him about that, he said the guy he was playing with was like 60 or something like he, they both yeah. came to 17 or something with like, Holy shit. We just need like one more birdie and we're going to shoot 59. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Um, all right. So what's, uh, you mentioned you got the forum tour, um, eight tournaments coming up this year. What else do you have going on this year? Um, so yeah, my main focus at like, you know, it was to play a little bit of outlaw and just get some tournament tournaments under my belt. Yeah. Um, and I played, I don't know how many I ended up playing 17, I think. Yeah. 17 for the year. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, my focus now is just for me, you know, forum tour. Okay. Um, so yeah, just, just kind of getting all the travel book beforehand, not having mm-hmm. to worry about that part. 
um, you know, lining up rental cars, stuff like that, oh, lining yeah. up my flights home. Um, you don't have you know, a manager all... taking care of all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. His name's will. <laughs> <laughs> you need a, you need an E. What was that his name from entourage? You need a guy like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, awesome. Okay. And then, yeah, I, before I get onto my O Canada segment, just, you know, it's a, it's a Canadian focused show. Love to just talk about, you know, your roots in Canada from Emmett. Yeah. How's your dad doing, by the way? He, I remember him on that trip. He was awesome. Yeah. My dad's doing well. He's, uh, he's helping out at Blackhawk. He's working actually out there um, oh, nice. on the, yeah, he's working on greens. He's setting pins and tees every day. Just like a retirement job. So he can just golf. Um, yeah, I think it's more of like, um, it, it interests him a little bit and it's something that he really enjoys doing. Um, and he's kind of like, I think he's gotten bored the last couple of years and stuff. He's trying to, wanted to find something to, that would kind of interest him. And he loved it last year. Oh, yeah. Um, so then he carried it into this year and he's also getting his, uh, he's getting his superintendent's degree. Nice. So yeah, so he's going to get that. And then I don't know where it's going to lead from there, but I've been kind of like pushing him to, you know, if you were the super at Blackhawk, like this place would be so good. Yeah. Right. That, that um, course is tough. Yeah. Like not taking away from what the super is doing now. I think that he's great as well, but um, I feel like my dad just, you know, being like, you know, being in the team with them there, I think that like even, you know, Al Prokop, right. That owns Blackhawk he's been really good to me. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's let me play out there when I've been home and stuff. I think having my dad there as like kind of a little bit of a sounding board for, you know, stuff that like, you know, obviously I know a ton about golf, right. Mm-hmm. And, and golf courses and what kind of like looks good and what should be, you know, you know, I kind of know all the logistics of all that stuff. Cause I'm a golfer. Right. Um, I feel like my dad, cause he loves golf so much. Like he's just been really good for, helping out in that way at Blackhawk. And then on top of that, making it really fun for the guys, you know, setting pins, like the majority of like people that set pins do not have like my dad's kind of like knowledge of like where to set the pin, you know, for the wind direction, stuff like that. Right. Yeah. So I think it's been really fun for, for the members and stuff. And then on top of that, Ken Adams, did you hear about this story? No. Ken Adams um, from Blackhawk got two hole in ones this year on the same on on nine holes. What? Yeah. What a Isn't dick. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> no, that's awesome. <laughs> I, Blackhawk, uh, so, that's yeah. wild. Same nine, two aces. Yeah. God, how, how many do you have? Uh, let me see. I, I have four. Okay. Nice. Four and, a, and one double eagle. Yeah. Nice. Where'd you get the double eagle? Blackhawk. Okay. Yeah, I got I got my first albatross last year. No hole in ones though. Nice. Yeah. Albatross no. is still pretty good though. And it was great. It was a smoked three iron. Couldn't have been better. Nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like so just quickly, because I know I'm I'm it's been been a long chat, so I don't want to hold you too yeah. long. But um yeah, like what what are you what are your memories or your your biggest highlights of growing up golfing in Canada? It's uh it's tough to make it out of Canada and be a pro, so it's always a cool yeah. story. Yeah. Um, I would say one of the highlights that, you know, that I look back on a lot is uh, Canadian amateur. Mm. Um, I remember coming up the last and I was kind of near the lead. No, I don't think actually, I think that was the year that, uh, oh, who won that tournament? I think it was Albin. 
anyways, one of the guys was way ahead. Like I think right. he was like four or five shots ahead. Um, but I came up the last needing birdie to, to tie for second. Um, and I hit it over the green and obviously there was like a pretty decent crowd at that time. Yeah. Um, and it was a straight downhill chip and I was just like, Oh, like if I get it on the green rolling, it should be rolling pretty straight. Right. Right. And I just remember chipping it and then like, it just goes in. Right. And nice. I'm just going nuts. And my <laughs> brother was caddying for me. He's going nuts. The whole crowd, like it was, it was a cool moment. That's awesome. Where I was that? That was, that was super cool. What course was that at? And this is so long ago. I played so many events. Um, yeah. I forget the, Oh, I played it in a, Oh, what was that? Do you remember where it was? <sighs> um, no, man, I forget. Honestly, it was so long ago. Played playing too many Canadian AMs and national championships. Tough, tough guy. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Well, uh, I'll, I'll finish off with my segment. Oh, Canada, which is, uh, just some Canadian staples. Get your preferences on them. See what, uh, okay. see what you remember from your Canadian roots here. Sounds good. <laughs> They're pretty easy. All right. So the first one is what is your go-to Timmy's order? Oh, um, six double chocolate Timbits. That's great. That's it. All right. Is that, anything to drink or are you just going Timbits and grab a, grab a water on the it. way out? Maybe okay. a water. That's it. Love it. All right. Ryan Reynolds or Ryan Gosling? <laughs> Gosling. All right. Any reason why you don't have to add any color. Uh, if you don't Ryan want. Reynolds is great too, but I like, yeah, no, I like both Ryan great. Gosling. <laughs> All right. Love it. Okay. Um, favorite Canadian TV show. And I'll give you some options. Shit's Creek, Letter Kenny, Kim's Convenience, Trailer Park Boys, um, Mr. D. People could just keep adding to my list. So Degrassi. Oh I, so someone, I had an older guy on and he was like, what about uh, SCTV? <laughs> Whatever you want. Jeez, that's a tough one. I, probably trailer park boys. Nice. Yeah. I that's, think that's you know, a classic. I, I don't watch it like a, I don't watch it like a veteran would, but right. <laughs> when I watch it, I'm like, this is just classic. It's very funny. <laughs> yes, it is. Love it. All right. Uh, roots or Lululemon. Lulu. Okay. Easy. Ketchup chips or all dressed chips. Oh, ketchup chips, man. Yeah. 100%. That was quick. Well, that one usually stumps people. They got to think about it. They're oh, both so I good. I love ketchup chips. Yeah, they're delicious. Do you miss them or do you have a way, do you have a way of sourcing them down there? Oh, man. I, I don't have a way to source them because you have to pay like the tax and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And, and, you know, they don't have the, they don't have the, they just don't make them like in, just, in America. Which I don't is so get weird. that. It's so weird. I don't get it either. Like it's not in any stores. Yeah. Like what if you just opened a ketchup store? chip store i don't like why has no one no company has been like i'm gonna sell ketchup chips in the states like they would destroy yeah yeah i I mean they're so good like they're just they're the best chips in canada so i just don't understand why they wouldn't be in america it's so weird hey man business idea you got any entrepreneur friends just get them going on a chip company there you go um all right you're from edmonton so this should apply to you skier or snowboarder skier i uh I broke my collarbone actually. Ooh. Skiing. That's and I tough. haven't skied since that day. <laughs> okay. When was that? Yeah. Oh, I was 
I must have been 14 or 15 at the time. I was young. Oh, tough for the yeah. junior golf career when you when you oh. have an injury like that. I was lucky. It was a clean break. Okay. Um, so it just healed on its own. I just yeah. wore a cast for however, however long or a sling for however long, but that's rough. All right. What team do you cheer for? It's a vague question on purpose. You can choose, you can go with any sport, whatever you want. Absolutely. The Oilers. Uh, I was afraid you'd say that. Oh, I know. Only cause I, I'm, I feel for you right now. Tough time to be an Oilers fan. Yeah. Funny story. My, my neighbor is, um, and I hang out with him once in a while is, uh, Tyson Berry's dad. Oh yeah. So yeah. In your neighbor in Edmonton or down there here. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. What a coincidence. He's a nice, nice guy. They're really nice. They're great family. Yeah. Um, his, uh, his wife, Christy sometimes takes our doggo for a walk. So love it. Yeah. So. Yeah, that w- I thought that was a good get for you guys this off season, but clearly not enough. <laughs> There's always next year. You got the two best players in the league, so it's got to it's got to work so out eventually. Talent, man, so, so much mu- talent. Just, Did you see that yeah. Stephen A. Smith thing where he kind of went off on them? No. Uh, I'll send I'll send you the link. You know who Stephen yeah, A. Smith it. is? No. He's like the he's like an ESPN guy, I think. Um, okay. Ta- he usually talks more about like basketball and football. And, and he went on like a rant about like, how can you have this much talent on one team and not make it through the first round? Didn't even make it out of qualifying last year. He's like, if you were in the NBA, I would be roasting you so hard right now. He's like, you can't do this to hockey. You've got to make it into the finals. Like, yeah, it was funny. Dude, it's incredible, man. They didn't even win a game last in the series. It's just I like, know. it was tough. I so. saw a, a really funny tweet that was like, the flames won more games since the playoffs started than the Oilers did. Cause we still had to play Vancouver for these pointless games that meant nothing. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah anyways, not, I won't, I won't pretty, dwell on that for too long. You're still a better yeah. team than we are. All right. <laughs> uh, okay. I know you're, I know you're a lefty in golf. Are you a lefty or righty in hockey? Lefty. All right. You swing lefty, both, both sports, you know, it's, I don't know if you'd be surprised to hear this, but I think you're in the minority that, play them the same way oh yeah 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 i couldn't see myself going righty there's no way i can't i mean i'm a lefty in hockey hockey yeah i i can't shoot righty in hockey but i can i can swing all right lefty in golf i don't know it's a weird weird dynamic (laughs) yeah i've never i have not figured it out and i probably never will (laughs) all right well that that's it for oh canada thanks for playing along yeah, of course, man. All right. Well, that's it. Uh, I'm really excited for your season on the form tour this year. Hopefully, um, you know, it goes well and we'll be cheering for you and following along on the results. So good luck. Awesome. Thanks, Reese. Appreciate yeah. it. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Good talking to you. Yep. Absolutely. You too, man. Take care. 